The Plumley Pod, episode 57. Prepare to lift the lid on all things education, not indoctrination. Your voice of reason for home education. The Plumley Pod. Hello and welcome to The Plumley Pod. I'm your host, Sarah Plumley, and this morning, I'm platforming myself. Yes, I'm going to be talking about guerrilla education, what it is, why I'm doing it. You might think, well, why does nobody invite you onto their podcasts and platforms, Sarah? Well, 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 the reason I don't get invited onto other people's platforms is because I carry a difficult message. I bring a difficult and very different message. If people, particularly those who have children or grandchildren, If people listen to me, it means that they have to take action and people will do anything to avoid having to take action because taking action is hard. It's difficult. It's frightening. It can be scary. Challenges that you hadn't even imagined can uh, pop out of the ether and surprise you, terrify you even. So I carry a difficult message. What am I talking about? What is that message? Well, It's quite simple, really. It's the enemy, the cultural Marxists, or just the plain Marxists, if you will, the commies, have taken over the institutions. Pretty much all of the institutions in the UK, America, all of the English-speaking world pretty much is having this problem. Similarly, in parts of Europe where English is a second language, They are having the same issues, France, Germany, Spain, Italy, you name it. What am I really getting at here? Well, the scandal that you saw that was COVID-1984, which woke many, many people up, and for that we have to be grateful, that showed you the end result of the work of the indoctrination centres. When I call schools indoctrination centres, I'm not making it up. I'm just being literal. It's my logic It's the logical side of me. I have a very, very, very strong logical theme. A little bit too logical can be scary for people sometimes. But this was, COVID-1984 was, and perhaps still is, the logical conclusion of brainwashing young people. The Marxists grabbed the schools, the universities first, actually. Why? Because everybody, think about it, all of the professions, all of the professions go through university almost without exception. Every doctor, lawyer, teacher, vet, all of them, they all go through this massive sausage factory. So it makes sense that the evil ones, the dark ones, the commies, want to control these things. And they talk. It's not like we haven't been warned. Yuri Bezmenov was was sounding the alarm, what was it, 40 years ago? More. You know, (laughs) We didn't listen. And there's been lots of people that you might have once called crazy conspiracy theorists. Well, they were telling you that this was what was happening. And now you see the evidence of it. You see the muzzled sheepletards, completely brainwashed. That's the Marxist indoctrination camps. Who's Karl Marx, the author of the Communist Manifesto? Karl Marx is not his real name. Many of you I know know that, but some of you won't. Karl Marx's real name is was Moses Mordecai Levy, or Levy, L-E-V-Y, Moses Mordecai Levy. And I'll leave you guys to go and do your own research into his background, other than I will just point out that he is descendant from Talmudic 
Jews. And I think if I remember this correctly, it was either his father or grandfather and possibly both were rabbis. And he was the inventor of what we today would call communism. So I'm not a fan. I don't know about you. I'm not a fan of communism. Anyway, it's quite interesting. It's almost communist in the way that I'm sort of shut out of opportunities of speaking out on on other people's podcasts and platforms. With the exception, I have to say there is one honourable exception, and that's Rick Munn of TNT Radio. So big shout out to Rick Munn, because this kind gentleman has me on from time to time, periodic interviews, and he's very, very tolerant, welcoming. I think he's, I think he actually quite likes the message. I think he's one of the few people that's actually understood what I'm saying. And what I'm saying is that schools, indoctrination centres, are not what you think they are. They're certainly not what they were when you went. If you went to school 20 years ago or longer, forget it. It's not even a fraction the same as it used to be. They are gone. One school governor called his local grammar school open evening, quote unquote, a fucking woke fest. Yeah, a fucking woke fest. Quoting a school governor there. Unbelievable, right? Unbelievable. It should be unbelievable. But at the same time, we really ought to have listened to our elders and betters. Hmm? Is it Edward G. Griffin or G. Edward Griffin? I always get that, whether the initial comes first or not. The wrong way around. He interviewed Yuri Bezmanov many, many years ago, uh, an interview that's thankfully redoing the rounds on the internet due to COVID-1984. And they told us they would take the schools and universities first because then they have influence and they can influence generations of young people. And when we say influence, that's a nice word for indoctrination or brainwashing, because frankly, that is what has happened. Now, If you want to see an end to people blindly believing the television, people blindly listening to politicians and the journaliers, it's not about waking people up. And this is where my message sort of gets me banned and cancelled from everywhere, because I'm like the anti-truther almost. It's not about rushing around trying to wake people up. In case you hadn't noticed, it doesn't work very well. They call you names and are mean to you. All right. If you've ever tried to wake people up on a consistent basis, you probably had a fair share of smacks in the mouth, perhaps literally, although I'm I'm speaking mostly figuratively. It's not pleasant. People don't want to know the truth. They don't want to hear it. And that's why I often get invited and then my invitation mysteriously disappears or somebody goes sick on the day of recording or whatever. And that's because my message is tough. My message is that it's not about waking people up. It's about not letting the state put your children to sleep in the first place. Children are not born asleep. They don't pop out of the womb a muzzled sheeple tard. They don't pop out of the womb voting blue or red, supporting either Man U or Man City. They don't pop out of the womb supporting either Arsenal or Chelsea or voting for Labour or Conservative or stateside, you know, GOP versus the Liberals or whatever you call those creeps on the left over there. The Democrats, I call them something else, the demon craps. But anyway, they're no better than the Republic. I must not say that word. That's far too fruity for a a Sunday morning. So I say that children are born awake and schools deliberately, and this is the bit that people really get uncomfortable about, deliberately put the children to sleep. And when parents and grandparents come to understand that, when they consume enough of my material, they realise, yeah, that figures, that fits. And things that they have seen and heard and collected along their son or, or grandson son's journey, or could be granddaughter, of course, or daughter, they realize that, uh uh-oh, pennies start dropping. The moment you accept that the state is deliberately putting your child to sleep, crushing their creativity and brainwashing them, 
you can no longer justify sending them to school. You can't do it. Even cause money reasons, quote unquote. Yeah, it's not a strong enough reason. It's a question of priorities. Your child's mind, your child's psychology is more precious and more valuable than anything on the planet. It has to be. They're your son. They're your daughter. They're your precious baby. What are you doing letting these freaks indoctrinate and brainwash your child? And I always get the first objection is, oh, but Sarah, Miss Honey, my daughter's teacher is lovely. Miss Honey, she's so kind. She speaks so gently to the children, blah, 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 blah. You can fill in the rest of that because I'm about to puke. I'm sure Miss Honey is lovely. And yes, I have met, quote unquote, lovely teachers. But being lovely doesn't necessarily make you effective. In fact, generally the opposite is true. Being nice is how you like your narcissism served, isn't it? Narcissism served nicely. That way people don't recognize it. It's why Dr. Judas, P oh, sorry, Dr. Jordan Peterson didn't notice the goose steppers in Alberta during the scandemic. Completely didn't see the, the legions of, or how to put that really, goose steppers, fascists, tyrants invading his beloved Alberta, where he grew up over there in Canada. He didn't call it at all. And yet he's supposed to be, well, he's a self proclaimed specialist in the atrocities of the 20th century. He's researched those Nazis, ooh, the evil Nazis. He's researched those to the hilt. To be fair to him, he's also researched the gulags of the Soviets. I'm sure he'll have done Pol Pot's Cambodia and Mao's China. He's a pretty thorough guy. So how come he couldn't recognize it when it was walking down his own street? Is it deliberate? Was it accidental? I don't know. I find it very hard to believe he couldn't see it. Very hard to believe. I consider him to be considerably more intelligent than I am. And certainly he's more articulate but and better educated. The list goes on. But my point being, how did he just not see it? Now, I find that very, very hard to accept. But there you go. It's not being called out even by people of that caliber. And this is the problem. It's not about wake. If, if someone like Jordan Peterson can't be woken up during the scandemic, can't see it, point it out and then call it out, what hope is there? Seriously. You're going to go on another march? Fine, if you want a day out and have some fun. There's nothing wrong with going on marches in that regard, but that is not going to change anything. It didn't, did it? Because here we are. I've heard rumours last night from a um, listener in Canada that they're starting with the plexiglass crap again in Ontario, Ontario, Canada. They're already, you know, there's muzzles, people wearing masks again. Again, even though they've, they've been proven to not work. We knew they didn't work from roughly May 2020 before they were introduced in most places. We already had the The science was done. It was settled and all of that nonsense. But anyway, back they come. This isn't going anywhere, is it? And even if they don't get away with it this time, it'll be something else. We've got these climate nonsense, the climate lockdowns, the idea of 15-minute cities, just locked down by another name, isn't it? It's curtailing your freedoms, your God-given right to make your own decisions, your free will. It's being taken away. And people are accepting it, and they're accepting it because they've been brainwashed that the state is good, the state looks after you, you can depend upon the state. When, of course, none of those things are actually true. They hate you. They hate you, and they hate your children. And then this is really, really where my message is tough because I know that you're hardworking. I know that you're very busy. I know that you need money. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? 
next to oxygen. It's about them the next most important thing, unfortunately. It shouldn't be, but it is. You have to pay to live. It's crazy, isn't it? You have to pay. You have to pay to live. Are they charging for oxygen yet? Well, I don't know, but it won't be long, will it? Anyway, so once you've kind of accepted that, yeah, actually, I can't send my children back to these indoctrination centres, there's then a real need, isn't there, for support and help. What do you do? Who do you go and talk to? So I guess the first question I'm trying to answer here is what is guerrilla education? Guerrilla education is professional training for people who want to home educate properly. People who want to home educate to a professional standard, proper education in the home and the great outdoors. And it's not prescriptive at all. It's extremely open. I give access to my members to a huge video catalogue. At the moment, I think we're on about 3,000 videos, all pre-recorded, obviously, and you have access to those 24-7. What do they do? They teach you how to teach, and they teach what we know about how young people learn. And they give you tons and tons of ideas of all the really cool, fantastic lessons and educational opportunities, not necessarily chalk and talk, genuine educational opportunities that are available to you all around, often at very, very cheap prices and more often than not free. I focus on all the great stuff that you can do for free for your children. It is beyond question that you can provide a better education in the home for your children than in any of these indoctrination centres now. Even Eton's gone woke. Eton flying the rainbow flag. Disgusting. Absolutely ridiculous. It's not going to take long. The pennies are starting to drop all over the place. So I built Gorilla Red. I created it to help parents who've realized and, and basically fully accepted that, yeah, do you know what? I can't allow my child to go and be brainwashed and psychologically destroyed in these indoctrination centers anymore. It's a question of priorities. Oxygen, your child's psychological well-being, your child's education and money. Yeah, these are very, very high on your list of priorities as parents and grandparents. Yeah, very, very important things. So you might say, well, people have always home educated. What's special about people who are home educating now? Well, people have always home educated. And home education has a terrible, terrible reputation. And it is richly deserved. In the main, it is richly deserved. Though it is true that home educated children outperform schooled children in national examinations, let me say that again, because people want to argue about this and people deliberately miss this out. Children who are home educated do better in public examinations, national examinations, than children who are schooled, than children who go to school. No one likes to believe that because it shows that the professionals do a worse job than the amateurs. But that's not the only place where you can find evidence of that, is there? <laughs> I've seen sport, amateur sports teams outperform professional ones, not necessarily in terms of fitness and agility, but my goodness me, I've seen them win, let's put it that way. That's why the FA Cup is so exciting, isn't it? The association football for people outside of the UK, that's uh, probably what, if you're American, you'll call it soccer. But I'm, I'm talking about what the English call football. It's a really good example of, of where sometimes amateurs beat the big guys at their own game, beat the professionals. You see it all over. You can see it in amateur dramatics, though not often, I have to say, but you can see there are amateur actors and actresses and directors that are far better than many of their so-called professional counterparts. So it's actually, there is precedent for amateurs outdoing professionals. However, amateurs do best when they have really good directors, really good teachers, tutors, people to help them, coaches, whatever it happens to be. And what I found in home education is there are broadly three groups. You've got like your hippie types, your just let the kids run wild, do whatever, dig the vegetable patch and sing Kumbaya. 
and just let them run wild or unschooling, de-schooling, i.e. letting your kids run wild. And yeah, I think that's not education at all. I think that's recreation. I call them the home recreators. They're not home educators at all. The next group are the arrogant ones, the ones who are, oh, my child got straight level nines. I taught them blah, 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 blah. Yeah, well, well done. You were able to cater for one student. <laughs> Congratulations. I've taught thousands of students, but never mind. Those are the people who don't consume any information. They just intuitively educate. And yeah, they do perform exceedingly well in national examinations, public examinations. And, and that's a good thing. But how do you know that your child did the best they could possibly do? Well, they got the top grade. Yeah, but there's more to education than a freaking GCSE grade. Um, oh, <laughs> that was a neat segue. Didn't I do well? I didn't even mean to do that. Um, <laughs> interestingly, as it happens, the GCSE results will have come out on Thursday. This podcast goes out Sunday morning at 9 a.m. However, the GCSE results will already have been published. What's a GCSE? They're national examinations for rough people who are roughly 16 years of age in the United Kingdom. They're our national exam system. I happen to mark the mathematics paper, one of the mathematics papers for this system. And, uh, well, GCSEs are not what you think they are. And I'm just going to prove it to you. As usual, I have all of the evidence. I have lots of screenshots and I am going to horrify you. This will be Tuesday, the 29th of August, the coming Tuesday, Tuesday night, 8 p.m. I'm going to be presenting the inconvenient truth about GCSEs. The inconvenient truth about GCSEs, it's free. It's Tuesday night, Tuesday the 29th of August at 8pm. And I will be evidencing just how pathetic the national exam system has become. These children are, relatively speaking, relative to the amount of information that is freely available. They are the stupidest, laziest, most arrogant, entitled goons in the history of humanity. I'm not joking, and I'm not getting carried away. No, I'm serious. In the 1800s, if, you know, the children were helping out on the farm, they might have had a Bible and a few, maybe the odd book in the house. But, you know, what could you reasonably expect them to understand when that's all of the only access they had to information? Yeah? Now, your spoiled brats have got pretty much all of humanity's learning on their smartphone. Not all of it, of course. There is hidden information, forbidden information, particularly in the realms of academia as it goes. But effectively, in the palm of their hand, they can access more or less anything that humankind has allegedly ever found out. And certainly more than those farm children from the 1800s, right? With their Bible and the odd book in the house if they're lucky. So relatively speaking, these are the stupid children, most stupid children ever. And unfortunately, they've been told by the adults that they're miracles and that they're wonderful, darling, and everyone's going to love you. Well, it sounds like I'm having a go at the children. I'm not. It's the adult's fault. It's the teacher's fault. It's the parent's fault. It's the grandparent's fault. We have let this happen, and it is not good enough. And also, just in case I was a little bit too kind there with regard to academic standards, I'm going to be showing you papers from the 1940s so that you can actually compare questions from the 1940s O-level, the old name for the GCSE, to this year's GCSE maths exam paper. So I don't need, I don't need to have a debate. I don't, I don't need to sit here answering questions by people who are so desperate to not realise, so desperate to not learn that their children are not only being indoctrinated, brainwashed and turned into sheeple tards at these indoctrination centres, but they're actually not even being educated to anything like 
the standards that even we were educated to, which I have to say were not particularly good. Want evidence? Just go and check out Instagram. Anybody who's over the age of 30, go and have a look at their Instagram accounts. Look at this use of spelling, punctuation and grammar and you come back and tell me that's evidence of a good education. It isn't right there. Want more evidence that we've had a crap education? COVID-1984. Most people couldn't read a graph. They didn't realise that cumulative frequency and frequency polygon are two very different things. And if you don't know what they are, don't worry. I'm going to teach you. Maths workshop, 23rd of September. That's a Saturday. It's a mathematics workshop, a full-day workshop, and that is the 23rd of September. More details about that in future episodes. And I've checked your email, watch Substack, and I'll get information out to you. I will show you the difference. And you'll probably think, oh, yeah, that does ring a bell. But for many, many young people, not a Scooby-Doo. And that's how the scandemic was pulled off. So we've talked about the hippies. I'm working on my three types of home educator. Dirty word. That's why we call ourselves guerrilla educators, because we want to make sure there's clear daylight, clear blue water between us and what these other people are doing or not doing. And then you've got the ignorant ones, people who just don't know any better. So you've got the hippies, the kind of vegetable patch diggers and the come by our singers, the ones who let their kids run wild. That's not education, it's recreation. Can recreation be educative? Of course it can. Digging the vegetable patch is no bad idea. It's good that children learn to take care of their food, to grow food, to realize where food actually comes from and what's healthy food and what's not healthy food. Of course, that's important. That's not in place of an education. Then you've got the arrogant ones that've got like one child or maybe two and they all get straight level nines and that's it. That means their child made it. Well, are they happy? Are they the best they could be? What if that child happened to be a champion tennis player, but they never got to play tennis because mummy was too busy shoving GCSE maths down their throat. So they got a level nine, which isn't even the worth of paper it's written on these days, barely anyway, as I'll prove to you on Tuesday night at 8pm. Then there's the ignorant ones, the people who realise that they don't want their children in the school system, but have no idea what to do. They're clueless and they don't access training. In fairness to the ignorant ones, there is no training out there. I'm going to go out on a limb here, but I'll wager that I'm the only provider in the United Kingdom of home education training for parents. Home education training for parents. I teach parents how to home educate to a professional standard and beyond in the home and the great outdoors. That's what Gorilla Ed is. That's what we're doing. And what we've realized is that actually, it's not just about how do I teach my children, although that is an important theme. How do we teach ourselves? Because we don't really know anything either. Most of us didn't have the education that we thought we had, if that makes sense. We've realized in recent years or perhaps over a longer period of time, that actually, more or less everything we've been told about history is a lie. It's simply not true. We've got all of these theories that we were told were proven, like germ theory, the Big Bang theory, the theory of evolution. And yet, if you actually take even a cursory look at any of those things, there are huge holes, huge gaps in the narrative, not to mention the science, goodness me. So we've actually realized that we need to educate ourselves and how do we go about that? What is truth and how do we find it? And then how do we enable our children to build the tools that they're going to need to be able to discern truth? Because they're going into an even scarier world than we inhabit right now. This world of virtual reality, all this stuff on the internet, literally the memory hole exists and has done for a very, very long time. Things go down the black hole, don't they? Never to be seen again. They change dictionary definitions. Why? Because dictionaries are online now. Mine isn't. <laughs> Get one. Buy up the paper dictionaries. Keep them, keep them, keep them. Anyway, Gorilla Ed has been created to keep away, to make sure that we do not fall into 
the home recreators, the hippies, the arrogant people who don't actually care about their children. It's more about them and their ego. That's why they wanted their child to get straight level nines. And then the ignorant people who don't know anything. I have to say, overall, home ed looks really bad and it's made to look bad by the mainstream media. And you you know why that is. The fake stream media have an agenda. They want the kids in the indoctrination centers. The only way that kids are going to buy newspapers or access so-called newspapers online is if they're brainwashed, mind-controlled sheepletards. Who would read a mainstream newspaper now? <laughs> Maybe the local rag. There might be something in there that the lady's cat up a tree might actually be true. But the rest of it, why would any of us do that? Well, can you imagine what it's going to be like for the next generation? So that's why they are also desperate and complicit with what I call the fuckament, the fucking government, to keep these children in those indoctrination centers. What's disappointing is the alt-media don't seem to have caught on. If you look at the kinds of home educators that the iconic platform has showcased, they're absolutely dire, diabolical. I know that James Dellingpole platforms some home education person. I didn't see that one, so I can't comment. Maybe you guys can let me know in the chat what you thought of that. If you haven't seen it, go look it up. It's quite some time ago. It might have been a year ago now. I'm not sure, but I think it's the only one he's done. The UK column, well, you know my thoughts about their attempts to platform what they think is, well, what they seem to say is worthy of calling itself home education. I firmly disagree. I think it's very disappointing that people as intelligent as those, whether you like them or not, you have to admit that the gentlemen, the the core gentlemen, David Scott, Alex Thompson, Brian Gerrish, you have to admit that they're intelligent gentlemen. They they really should be. Uh, I, I've missed one out, haven't I? That's terrible. I always do that. It's the Irish one. Sorry. I like him very much. He's, he actually does some of the best statistical analysis of the loss of them. But uh, it slips my mind. I do apologize. But anyway, these intelligent gentlemen don't seem to have cottoned on yet that there's a huge difference between home recreation and home education. And given education is the key, I just, I cannot fathom it. I cannot fathom it. Gorilla Ed is a, a training program for parents. It is a place of education for grown-ups where we learn, let alone how to teach our own children. But the need for it was actually created by the large number of people waking up. In the United States, during the first two years of the scandemic, home education went from two and a half million to five million families. Two and a half million to five million in two years. That is extraordinary, truly extraordinary. I don't have the stats for the UK because the ONS won't give them to me. So I'm going to have to try a, a FOIA, a freedom of information request there, probably do it from a different account as well so that they so that I have a better chance of getting that information. But I know it's also gone through the roof in the UK. It's gone through the roof in the UK, and there is a genuine need. I mean, do you want somebody who spent their childhood running around in a basically a playgroup for older children, messing around, singing Les Miserables, digging the vegetable patch? Do you want that person performing open-heart surgery on you in the future? I don't bloody think so. Where do these home recreators think the future paramedics, heart surgeons, where do they think they're coming from? Wouldn't it be lovely to have awake people who are doctors? Wouldn't it be lovely to have an awake vet? Wouldn't it be lovely to have an awake counsellor? Wouldn't it be lovely to have an awake representative, heaven forbid? Yeah? We have to think where are these people coming from? It's down to us to educate thoroughly, properly, into high, rigorous academic standards. Because we have to be able to not just compete, but dominate. I want the Gorilla Ed children to be the future leaders, those who have great responsibility for the lives of other people. I don't want these freaks from the indoctrination centers. I don't want the blue-haired ones with the freaking bull rings through their noses. I'm sorry, no. Grow up. If you haven't figured out whether you're Arthur or Martha, you don't know a damn lot, do you? 
So why should you get to make decisions? You shouldn't. You're not worthy. Go away. Go away and grow up. So that's where this comes from. That's what we're working very, very hard to achieve at Gwurred. And I'm super, super proud of it. And if you could just meet the parents who are doing this, if you would just get off your backsides and come and meet these parents, you would be envious. Envious. These parents and grandparents that I work with are the creme de la creme. They are the best people. There isn't really a prototype. There isn't kind of like an avatar of, of my ideal Gorilla Edda. They're all different. It's like herding cats at times. They've all got wildly different ideas and opinions and methods and strategies, but it's wonderful. It's a real melting pot of people who genuinely care about their children and genuinely care about society and in particular education. It is absolutely wonderful. And you can meet these people. Yeah, you can meet these people at Rescue Your Children, which coincidentally, haha, yes, I'm reprising it. I'm doing a reprise, a reprise. I'm doing it again next Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It's a three-night course. So it's not Thursday or Friday or Saturday. It's a lot of information, which I give away willingly, freely, and that you can take away and literally pluck your child out of school. In fact, just not send them back. You won't be sending them back in September. There'll be no need because you're going to be at Rescue Your Children on Thursday, the 31st of August, Friday, the 1st of September, and Saturday, the 2nd of September, 8 p.m. UK via Zoom with me. And you can meet these parents. It's not just going to be me standing there giving you the spiel and giving you a training course, making you a brilliant, you know, on your marks, get set, go home educator. I will do that, of course. But you can meet the parents and they'll tell you themselves. They will tell you what amazing experiences that they and their children are having. And that's not because of me. That's not on me. That's because of the melting pot. It's the people that have been drawn together and that are really embarking on something that is going to make a difference, that is going to change things. This idea that people are suddenly going to wake up, they're selling. The alt media are selling you the Great Awakening. And I admit I've used the term myself before, but they're selling you the idea that you can sit on your ass and do the square root of bugger all because there'll be a Great Awakening and then everyone will be awake. Bullshit. 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 And even if, even if a miracle occurred and everybody woke up, there'd still be lazy assholes. There'll still be people that we don't like and disagree with and don't pull their weight and try to grift and skimp off everybody else. The thieves, the cheats, the liars. You think they're going to disappear when the Great Awakening occurs? Come on, guys, you're better than that. I know you guys are, but the people who don't listen to this aren't, are they? They're selling this idea because they... The overall theme of the vast majority of the so-called truthers and the so-called alternative media, they're just a different kind of gatekeeper, a more sophisticated gatekeeper. So congratulations for making it this far. Most sheepletards never even get anywhere near Julia Hartley Brewer, let alone the Delling Poles or, heaven forbid, David Icke. Most people never get there. Now, I'm not saying that all of the alt media are gatekeepers. Of course, I'm not. But there are certainly two types of what I like to call pied pipers. They're the paid Pied Pipers, they're the shills, they're the ones who know what they're doing, are paid for in some way by the state or by some other organization that is somehow connected to the state. And they're there to lead people a merry dance, to sate, to sate people, to satisfy the people who can see that we're being sold a huge pack of lies by the politicians and the journal liars. There has to be the enemy, the powers that shouldn't be, have to cater for that. They know that a percentage of people are not going to buy it. So they have to provide them with something else. And that's your paid Pied Pipers. 
They're the witting Pied Pipers, the ones who know what they're doing. Then there's the useful idiots, or I like to call them the unwitting Pied Pipers. Unwitting Pied Piper is a little bit kinder, isn't it? But they don't realise that they're leading everybody a merry dance and distracting you and making you think it's going to be fine that if we just keep watching, uh, you know, these public meetings on YouTube, what is it now? The well, I can't remember the name of that organisation that's in I, I was up on this two or three years ago, but it's, it slipped out of my head. The organisation that is supposed to be the regulatory body for medicines in the UK, it's the usual story, but, you know, if we just keep watching those live meetings, then things are going to get better. No, they're not. I'm sorry, they're not. Oh, let's write to our MP. I got an email from, uh, I'm going to name them, the Together Campaign. I had some emails from them recently about writing to an MP. What? And people actually pay to be members of this together thing. What are you talking about? When have a bunch of letters sent to an MP ever made a difference about anything? Please send me the evidence for that. I can't wait to see it. You see, because unlike you, next Tuesday night, I'm going to be presenting my evidence that the GCSEs are not worth the paper they're written on, they're easier than ever, and the children are less intelligent than ever before. I've got papers here that date back to 1940. 1940, yeah, I really do. I'm that sad. But I can prove that the questions are easier now. There's no argument, there's no discussion, there's no debate. I'm not telling people to do something that doesn't work and is ineffective and is just occupying them so they don't do anything serious, like take their kids out of the indoctrination centres and actually educate them properly themselves at home. So that brings me neatly onto the next problem that people who do want to do this and do realise that actually this is the way forward, this is how we win. It's going to take a long time and an awful lot of hard work, but this is how we win. This is how people who love and respect freedom and cherish the freedom to practice whatever religion they want, to study whatever they want to study, people who have good morality and want to rescue their children from these awful places. The first problem that they come up against, I get this question all the time, is what if my husband doesn't agree? Sorry, gentlemen, it is generally the husband that doesn't agree. Gorilla Red is about 80, 85% mums, mums and grandmas, and about 15, 20% fathers and grandfathers. And that's not deliberate. It's not because of my messaging. If anything, I'm slightly more to the kind of male side of things than the female side of things. Why? Just because of my logic. Because I teach mathematics, I obviously have a, an unusually strong vein of logic. And I'm not saying that to be rude to women. Ladies, it's sometimes not a good thing that I'm so logical, believe me. My husband sometimes gets frustrated that I am too logical and take things too literally. But for my job, for my career, for what I'm really, my, my mission, really, my life's mission, it's a good thing. Anyway, we are very sort of heavy on, on the mums and a bit too light on the dads. And wh why do the gentlemen object? Well, actually, typically speaking, it's the gentlemen, the ones who will have nothing to do with the education of the children anyway, the ones who are at work all day, busily beavering away on their careers and bringing in the money, money, which is a very, very important job. And I'm in no way demeaning it. I'm very very impressed with the fathers who go out and do a really good job and work hard and bring home the bacon. But they're the ones who complain about they don't want their child to be home educated, and yet they're not the ones that would have to do the work. <laughs> and they're also the ones who don't engage with my materials at all. So if you're like, yeah, the husband's not buying this, well then get your husband to sit down with you next week, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night, and come and watch. And I promise you, I will bat down and beat down every single one of his objections. Why? Because I've done it before. It's what I do. I show you that your hurdle, the hurdles that you're putting up, the barriers that you're putting up to doing the right thing, don't get me wrong, the right thing is never easy. The right thing is never the easy thing to do. It just can't be. Think about it. 
the right thing is always really tough, really, really, really tough. But I will put down all the myths, all the lies, all the, uh, how will my child be socialized? Oh my goodness, I hate that one. I'll come to that in a minute. I'll come to that in a minute. But right now, you know, how do I, my husband doesn't agree, get him to come and listen. I'll show him the GCSE exam papers on Tuesday. And then he can look me in the eye squarely and tell me that his children are receiving an appropriate academic education in these indoctrination centers. Sunshine, I can prove that they're not. I can prove it. And I will. In fact, it's my, one of my favorite things. Tuesday night, 8 p.m., the inconvenient truth about GCSEs. It's one of my favorite talks that I ever do. It's updated. It's this year's papers. I'm really going for it. How do I know? Because I'm an examiner. I mark them. So basically, shut up. I will. I will really beat down any objections and all objections that the husband has. And sometimes it's the wife. Typically, if it's the wife, it's because she's the breadwinner. I think that's the key. I'm not sure it's gender specific. I think it's more to do with who's the breadwinner, who earns the most money. The person who earns the most money in the household is usually the one that says, I don't want my child to be home educated. And I don't blame them. If their experience and knowledge of home education is probably the hippies that they see on Iconic or the home recreators that they see showcased by the UK column. This isn't home education. And that's why I've had to abandon or try to play down that we do home education here. We don't. We do guerrilla education, real education. We want your children to be the best they can be. We teach you how to build your child's curriculum. Let me just say that again. We train you. We teach you how to build your child's curriculum because every single child should have their own curriculum. If there's more than one child in your house, let's say you have three children, there should be three curricula. There should be one curriculum for each individual child. That's what real education is. Do you think Andy Murray fannied around doing GCSE geography? No. He was an exceptional gifted tennis player. So his education was focused around tennis. Yes, he had to do English and mathematics. Yes, he will have done a handful of other subjects, perhaps history. I don't know. But his timetable, his schedule, his curriculum will have been completely biased around his special talent, tennis. And you can do that for music. We have uh, fantastic young people at Gorilla Red. We've got a young man who's a fabulous musician and a DJ, and his work is focused around uh, music scholarship and obviously being the best musician he can be. He's very, very talented. There are other, we've got budding cartoonists. We have children who are very, very, very good with computers, and so are their parents. So I'm expecting to have outstanding coders in the not-too-distant future within guerrilla education. That's what real education is about. Go and look at any school website. Go look at any school website in the UK, and they are desperate to persuade you, desperate to persuade you that they tailor to the individual needs of your child. <laughs> what, with 1,500 kids in the school? I don't bloody think so. What planet are you freaking living on? There's only so many school classrooms, and there's only so many teachers that they can afford. And there's only so many subjects that they'll cater for, right? It's just mathematics. It's basic logic. Basic, basic logic. So if your husband or wife doesn't agree, get them to come and see Rescue Your Children. I won't disappoint you, I promise. Then you've got a, a real stick to beat them over the head with. And if you're like, mm, Rescue Your Children's a bridge too far just now, well, get yourself down to the inconvenient truth about GCSEs on Tuesday at 8pm. Yeah, that's going to go off. I'm going to get in trouble for that. I'm probably going to get fired for the exam board. Frankly, no figs given. Sorry, not sorry. I've done my 10 years anyway. <laughs> what will be, will be. Why do I do it? I do it because I want to be able to prove to you that you're being lied to about the content and the quality of your son or daughter's academic education. People like to make out that 
what home education is about is avoiding the LGBTQ trans cultists. They want to make out that we're climate change deniers or that we're, what's the other thing we get called? Conspiracy theorists. There's a, a whole bunch of other derogatory terms, slanderous names that they call us. Vaccine deniers or oh, anti-vaxxer, that's it. That's what I was feeling for, anti-vaxxer. And all of that absolute nonsense. They want to make out that people home educate for those reasons. And they have to, the powers that shouldn't be have to make out that it's for those reasons. Why? Because if people actually looked at the academic content or otherwise of their children right now in classrooms up and down the country, they would be horrified. That's why I'm being shut down left, right and center, because I can prove it. And I'm no Muppet. It's not like I teach cooking, is it? Actually, I can cook, but that's not the point. You know, I'm a mathematics teacher. I'm no mug. You can't kid me. You can't kid a kidder. Very, very difficult to uh, get a mathematician to incorrectly add a simple sum, isn't it? So this is what we're working on very, very hard. And I'll just come on to that socialization thing because I get hammered with this all the time. And I feel so sorry for guerrilla educators and the real home educators out there who just haven't found us yet because they are out there. I feel sorry for them because they get goaded and frankly abused by ignorant and often arrogant, odious, pompous members of the public who wish to beat them over the head with, oh, but how will your child be socialised if they don't go to school? Everybody knows that children need to be socialised in school. What a load of absolute crap. That is the programme. That is the programme speaking. That is the matrix. It is absolute nonsense. In fact, socialisation with children who are of the same age exclusively, which is what happens in schools, they're kept in their year groups, usually in smaller groups called tutor groups, but they're all of children within 12 months of each other's age. And that is actually the worst kind of socialisation, psychologically speaking, from professional child psychologists, Dr. Gordon Neufeld and Gabor Mate. That's the worst kind of socialisation imaginable. Yeah? So they're actually quoting direct untruths, the complete inverse of the truth about what is best for children and the proper socialisation of children. It's completely wrong. The school thing is the worst place. It's actually the worst place to do it. And don't, but you don't need to believe me. You see, I, I don't have very many problems here because I don't have to remember anything because I speak the truth as best as I can and as well as I can understand it. Everything I say, I've read, and I believe that I've read it from proper sources, people that check out, people that are congruent. Yeah, sometimes I might quote Jordan Peterson and you might say, well, he's not exactly congruent and I'm with you. I've said my piece, but we mustn't always throw the baby out with the bathwater. Some of these people do have real value to bring and we shouldn't just be, you know, throwing out everything because they didn't do this or they did do that. Perfection is, uh, well, true perfection has to be imperfect, doesn't it? <laughs> Sorry, logic streak. Anyway, so there you go. I've put down the breadwinner, usually the dad, so I can make sure I have all of the answers to their fake hurdles of why they can't or don't want their child to be home educated. We're not going to home educate them anyway. We're going to gorilla educate them. So have that. And the socialization nonsense, I'll be dealing with that as well. If in the meantime, I've piqued your interest and you haven't actually looked into how children are supposed to be socialized, isn't it funny? Like we're parents and grandparents and we never get taught this stuff. <laughs> There's a, a little video up there, about an hour and 20 minutes on Odyssey so Odyssey is O-D-Y-S-E-E, Odyssey, O-D-Y-S-E-E.com. And if you search Sarah Plumley and go to my content, there's a video called They're Your Kids, Not the States. They're Your Kids, Not the States. It went up about three weeks ago and it talks directly about 
the book Hold On To Your Kids by Dr. Gordon Neufeld and Gabor Mate that I cite from extensively that I use to show parents and prove to parents that socialization in schools is the worst kind of socialization imaginable. And it'll be really great for when people try to put you down or, or demean you. You'll be able to have some really quick comebacks. Here's my favorite. What is considered normal isn't necessarily natural or healthy. What is considered to be normal isn't necessarily natural or healthy. And I'm pretty sure that's Dr. Gordon Neufeld from the book, Hold On To Your Kids. I've gone on enough. I've gone off on one this morning, haven't I? I get so many questions. I get so many emails from their would-be guerrilla educating parents. And I just don't have time to reply to all of them now. It is getting kind of out of hand. If you're a member, if you're a guerrilla ed member, no problem. I will prioritize you because you're there doing it. You've taken your kids out of school. You're teaching them properly. I will give you all of the time that I physically have to help you and assist you. But if you're not a member, I do find it difficult now. I used to reply to everything. I can no longer do that. So I'm trying to clear up huge piles of questions in some of these solo podcasts that I do. So that's really all I have for you this week. Another whirlwind of a Sunday morning. Please do share the podcast. It's how we reach more like-minded people. And the more people we collect together, the stronger and better this movement is going to be. I really do approach this like a mission. It's an operation. It's something that is very, very important to me and also to our wonderful, wonderful guerrilla educators. So all that remains for me to say is I shall look forward to seeing you guys on Tuesday night at 8pm. That's Tuesday the 29th of August for, yeah, my favourite, my absolute favourite, one of my top two training nights of the entire year, the entire academic year. It is The Inconvenient Truth About GCSEs. That's 8pm on Tuesday and then same week, this coming week, Thursday, Friday and Saturday. Thursday and Friday and Saturday, rescue your children. That's Thursday the 31st, Friday the 1st of September and Saturday the 2nd of September, rescue your children. 8pm UK, roughly 90 minutes each night. That includes Q&A. So if you need to clear off after the first hour, hour and a quarter, no problem. Although sometimes the Q&A is the best bit because I get asked something that I just didn't think about and you'll see me respond in the moment and very, very often really interesting information comes out. And even better is when one of the parents who's already a career educator answers for me because they often know things that I cannot possibly even know. So I look forward to seeing you for the all the live training stuff next week. And remember, your child can either be educated or they can be schooled. And these things are mutually exclusive. Take back your individual sovereignty and that of your family. Visit sarahplumley.substack.com and subscribe for free to stay up to speed with all things education, not indoctrination.